This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Todd Berry Podcast. Paul Chowdhury is my guest. He's a comedian from the UK. Very popular there. Very popular there. I met him a few years ago, had a brief chat with him a little bit, then uh, reconnected with him on another trip to UK, to the UK, and he asked to be on my podcast. I think he asked. Anyway, and then he followed up when he was in New York. That's the exciting backstory to how I got Paul Chowdhury on the podcast. Upcoming shows uh, this weekend, August 19th, I'll be in Wilmington, Delaware, my first ever show there. At the Baby Grand, which is at the Grand Opera House. August 20th, I'll be in New Brunswick, New Jersey at the Stress Factory. September 1st through 3rd, I'll be in Seattle at Bumbershoot. September 23rd, I'll be at the Boston Comedy Festival uh, at the Somerville Theater. I have uh, <clears throat> excuse me, some shows coming up that I haven't confirmed yet. But one of them will be in Charlottesville. Um... And it will be a benefit. I'll be donating my money. And that'll be announced pretty soon. Uh, what else is there? Toddberry Podcast shirts. Toddberry.com forward slash shirt. My book, Thank You for Coming to Hattiesburg, is out in hardcover and audiobook and Kindle. It's sort of a tour diary uh, of playing smaller market cities. Decent reviews on uh, Amazon. I haven't checked Goodreads in a while, but uh, yeah. And this podcast is brought to you by Feral Audio, who brings you this podcast and many, many, many other podcasts. Okay, here's Paul Chowdhury. Uh, you had a little trouble getting here, Paul? Yeah, I've got a bike. <laughs> Don't reveal where I am, but uh, how, did you, uh, how did you get lost? I ended up using Google Maps and... Uh, and Google Maps has a hard time here in New York City. Do they really? I heard it was easier getting around on a bike, but the way these New Yorkers drive, that's pretty much a suicide mission. Is I've never, I wouldn't even consider riding a bike here in the city, or I haven't been on a bike probably in like 25 years. Well, they said to me it's safe. Yeah? And I just pretty much ended up riding on the pavement. Did you have a helmet? No. No helmet? Shorts, T-shirt. Oh, my God. That's your thrill seeker. <laughs> what, uh, where did we meet? I, I know we met in London, but what was the circumstances? Uh, I think we gigged together the first time. Did we? In a golf club in Ryslip, northwest. Oh, that was not an easy one for yeah, me. It was me. <laughs> I think you came late, and then I had to go on first. It was me, you, and Omid Jalili. Yeah, that's right. Who was the guy that booked that? He was a nice guy. Joel Saunders. Yeah. He used to come to America back in the day. Yeah, he's a nice guy, but I remember his, his crowd. I don't want to say it's his crowd, but yeah. that show he booked. 
they were... Uh, I think it was Ahmed's crowd. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Well, was, I'll blame Ahmed then. Yeah. But they weren't, uh, they weren't having me. You didn't enjoy them? I, I mean, I... Uh, things that, you, that was your first gig in England, I think. I don't think it was my first ever gig in England, but it was one of the first. I don't remember which my first. But the, um, it seemed like a very, like, almost like a, a small town kind of vibe. Yeah, it's like, out of town. It's like a little suburban town in England. Yeah, and they, they um, I guess they weren't really into sarcasm or whatever I do. And uh, Yeah, and it's a function room. Yeah. On top of a golf club. Right. <laughs> so people, you know, people are just, there's a driving range outside the window. <laughs> remember? Um, I no. I mean, the main thing I remember is not doing well. And then we went to t- we went to Central London with Olivia Wingate, me, you, and that's I, right. I drove into Central London. Olivia Wingate, who used to manage you. No, she never she never managed really? me. She brought me over to. Uh, she's a promoter, I guess. Was she? I guess she was. I don't know if she was a manager or promoter. Somehow she got me booked in London. So I think she was like a booker at the time. Yeah, I think she moved out here. Yeah, she lives in New York now. But the, um, yeah, so then, didn't we go to like a private club or something? Yeah, I think I took you to a private members club. Right, like the strippers and shit. Was it, no, it was like, no, it was it was like the Groucho Club or something? Or? It was some shit all, yeah. And you know, like that? It was, or I think we had a drink or something, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. It was just me, you, and Olivia sat there at the table talking. Yeah, I was trying to remember. Was, was Tim Minchin there? No, he wasn't on that gig. Okay. Maybe he was at the club. I know I must. I, I went to a private club with him once. Also, there. Uh, what's the what, your private clubs are? The, is, what's the big difference? They can stay open late, or are they just means like you know normal people can't get in. Okay, so only like superstars Super, can get in, <laughs> like superstars from the states and yeah. the UK. People that pay golf clubs, right? And, uh, you know, <laughs> frequent them, those those establishments. What um, why you? What brings you to New York City? I just thought I'd come. I've got a new tour starting in September, uh-huh. and I thought I'd come out here and do a few gigs before that starts. I see my uncle as well in Long Island. How does doing gigs here help you with a tour in the UK? Or I guess it, gigs no, are gigs. there's no help to it whatsoever. In fact, the material that works here is completely different to what works in England. You oh, really? To, you have to find these American. I can't say like lift and carriage and all so, so many words. There. I think you can say lift. Do they know what lift is? I feel like if anyone doesn't know what a lift is, they're. I can't speak English here properly. Because <laughs> obviously you guys speak American. Yeah, we uh, we do what we do over here. So. <laughs> yeah, but do you do? I mean, because I when I go over to another country, I there's like always things like, oh, do they say dumpster here? Do they? But I I don't know. It's kind of fun to take a chance and see if they're yeah. like, oh, okay, I don't have to completely translate just, everything. Just say shit and see. Oh, right, it sticks. Where have you? Uh, I did Gotham yesterday. How was that? It was great. Yeah, yeah. That's a nice it's club. Fun. It's big. Uh, I think I got New York tonight. I got the stand. I did Broadway on Saturday. Yeah, it's doing quite a few. Do you have someone like? Uh, but this is the biggest. This is actually one of the main reasons I came to New York. Was to do my podcast. Do Todd Barry's podcast. You see him. You were actually. You were sort of. Uh, we mentioned it the last time I saw you. Where did I see you? I saw you do the uh, tough. The um, the crowd work tour. Crowd work. Oh, you at Soho Theater. Okay. Do you Was remember? it? One, yeah, on I Saturday remember. night. I came with Joel, that guy, the guy who booked that golf club. I'm trying to think if you came on one of the good nights or one of the, the rough nights. I think you didn't enjoy that one. Okay. <laughs> and you said, That's a nice way of saying you, it was a rough night. Uh, yeah, that was, <laughs> I think my last, was that like my last shows there? Second to last. I think you did the Sunday. Yeah, that's right. The la- as, it was like one of those things where you're, the run's going well, and then towards the end, it stops going well. <laughs> so your last memory is, oh, that didn't go well. So where else did we get together? 
Was that the two times we met then? I think so. And then we've been best friends since. We've been extremely tight. We, uh, <laughs> and you talked about doing this podcast, did you? Uh, so, and then you followed up. Yeah. And here How you How many are. people follow up on this? Um, I'm trying to think. Like, I get, uh, a lot of I get some people pitched to me. I'm the, it's not a big enough podcast where, like... Oh, in England, this is a massive podcast. <laughs> when, they, when they find out I've done this... Do you, do you think... Uh, how, how famous am I in, in the UK, seriously? <sighs> amongst comedians or amongst the public? Because uh, all the comedians know you. Is that true? Yeah, all the comedians. If they know comedy. Really? And most comics don't know comedy. <laughs> so I I'm not well-known among comedians there as well. No, but you sold out how many weeks or so? I didn't sell out every show, but I did. You did well. I did respectable. When I was there, there was at least 70 people there. Right. No, there was, it was packed, wasn't it, that night? I don't remember. I, don't, I mean, I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, the shows were all like... You did like, what, two weeks? A week? I think I just did five nights there. Five nights. That's a week run, basically. Is that, it? yeah. And I, do you work at that place? Yeah, I do. Uh, I do it now and again. Um, but the tour I'm doing now, I'm starting September... Uh, I'm doing two nights at the Apollo and Wembley Arena. So. <laughs> really? You don't want to do the Soho Theater for, for 125 I, people? Well, <laughs> I did it last year to try out stuff. What is, um, how big is Wembley? That's 10,000. Jesus. Yeah. That's, that's insane, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, I've done, that's my first solo show there. Uh -huh. But I've done the uh, O2 Arena four times. But that was for a TV show, Channel 4 Comedy Gala for charity. So that's 15,000, but that's not a solo show. This is my own show at Wembley. It's the same room that Kevin Hart plays and right. uh, Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor did their <laughs> press conference in. <laughs> so it's perfect for comedy is what you're saying. Yeah, it's perfect room. You know, the it's designed things. specifically. It's, it's designed for an intimate gig. What do you do to... Um, prepare for that. For the magnitude of it, or, and to prepare for it. Um, the yeah, enormity of it is what I mean. Some towns... I'm doing like five, six hundred seats, uh -huh. sometimes a thousand, sometimes 300. Because, you know, in England, some towns are just dead zones. Right. So when 300 people turn up, that's pretty much the whole town. Uh -huh. And that's like good, America. yeah. Yeah, so it's hard to prepare for that. When the Apollo's at 3,600, that doesn't quite prepare for it. So 10,000 is going to be an interesting one. How long is it? Do you do the thing where you do like a, an hour and a break and then another hour? The last tour I did like an hour and a break and then an hour and 10, an hour and 15. This uh, time I'll probably, I'm going to have a support and I'll just do like an hour and a half, an hour and 45 straight. Wow, that's, you guys do it long time. You do it long over there. Yeah, we do, yeah. That's the weird thing about doing the clubs out here. Can you give me a tight seven? Yeah. Like, what's a seven? <laughs> right. You know, we don't have sevens in England. Takes you, that takes how long to say hello to people, yeah. right? In England, yeah, you're just pretty much putting your drink down. Well, I don't like it when comics drink on stage. No? I mean, you can't. So let's talk about that. <clears throat> yeah, well, let's take a couple, you know. You can't. Oh, that's my. Can you close that laptop? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so now cool. everyone knows I get email. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast is off the hook, man. <laughs> and the studio, I like the studio. Studio is beautiful. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, but let's talk about how. You, what were we just talking about? People, comics that drink on stage. Oh, yeah. Like, they've got a drink or a pint or a beer on stage. Uh -huh. And you can't take, like, even over here, like a 10-minute set, you're doing a 10-minute set, and you can't not drink for 10 minutes. I only bring my drink on stage for a 10-minute set because I don't know where to put my drink. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, I don't take, like, multiple sips during this whole... I can get 10 minutes. It's a prop. But I always feel like it does look a little low-rent, kind of like, yeah. why are you walking up there with your water bottle with the label on it and... I think comics it? walk up with a big one-liter bottle. 
Right. Like, <laughs> you're that dehydrated. You're going to use that much energy up on this stage. Or there's like minutes. seven water bottles on there, yeah. preset on the stools. On the stools. Half of them aren't open. Did you, uh, so, yeah, and also, I sometimes, when a comic, like, kind of stops his show or her show to sip something. I mean, I've done it. But I also kind of think I do it kind of to take a little breather. But you do it at the punchlines rather than doing the build-ups. <laughs> I do it, yeah. I do it right before the punchline. Yeah. And it, it gives that little tension. Leave a long pause before. What other, do you have any other uh, performer pet peeves? Uh, you know, are you here for a good time? Right. Of course they're here for a good time. That's what they're here for. What about make some noise? Do you make some noise. Like <laughs> you make the noise. Right. And then they make the noise if yeah. it's going well. It's like, I think a comic in England did the joke about singers that put the mic to, this, to the audience. Oh, and so they, they can they, sing. They, right. You sing the track. That's what we paid for. Yeah, I've never... Um, I've always wondered, like I know musicians, but I don't know whether that... I guess it's, there's worse things than everyone singing your song, but I always feel mm. like when I'm at a concert, I don't want to hear... The audience. Right. Yeah. I could go to, go to karaoke, karaoke night. night. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so the, so Wembley, yeah. who's going to be your support act? A guy called Julian Dean. He's a, quite a good joke teller and a joke writer. It's quite short. Five jokes. He's been around for a while. And this is his big break. How long will he do? He'll do about 20. Damn. Even that seems long. Yeah. <laughs> Really? I, I mean, I've done... When I have an opener, I have them do like 12 to 15. Well, I went to see Chappelle the other day. It was the, on Sunday at Radio City. Right. And so they, the opener was Arsenio Hall. He did about 35. Right. But he's kind of famous. Yeah. Then Chris Rock went out right. and did 45. That's it, huh? 45. <laughs> I mean, that's short for Chris yeah. Rock. I mean. Then Jeff Ross went on. Uh-huh. Did another, say, 15. Jeff Ross went after Chris Rock? Yeah, that's it interesting was a break. pacing. It was a break. Nothing against Jeff Ross, but I think we know what I'm saying. No, I'm <laughs> I mean, actually, at the after party, he seemed like a nice guy. Jeff, oh yeah, Jeff's a very nice guy. And, um, and then Russell Peters went on, did about seven. Then Dave Chappelle went on at about 10 to 11 and did about 40, 40-ish. Damn. Five, yeah. How'd you get tickets for that? I, I got to look into that. Oh, I know the, the promoters. Oh, you do? Okay. I probably know the promoters also. Um, <laughs> did you uh, did you go to the after party? I went to the after party. Um, how was that? I've ended up in three after parties with Chappelle. So it's, really, it's always at the box. Yeah, when he comes to England, I end up at these after parties. Do you? Uh, I was sat next to um, at one point. What's his name? DJ Khalid. Okay, he, I know that name, but I don't. I wouldn't good. know if I sat next to him. Oh. But I, to be fair, he probably would know if he sat next to me. I'm sure he would. I'm sure he's even been in your audience. <laughs> he's doing like, oh my god, I can't. I, you're not going to believe what I said. Bruce Willis was there that night. Seriously? Yeah. At Radio City or at the party? At the Radio City. Are you joking? I can't tell if you're joking. I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> I don't joke about stuff like this. You don't joke about... You don't joke about... You, I know. It's totally plausible, too, that Bruce Willis... <laughs> I'm acting like there's no way Bruce Willis... Went you to can't joke about celebrity culture in America because you like to treat them like, you know, royalty. This is your royalty, isn't it, basically? I know. People that they... Well, they worship celebrity out here, don't they? Um, some... You guys don't worship celebrity? No, because we've got a royal family. So we kind of worship the royal family. But don't you do both? I mean, don't people... Not as much as they do out here, you know. If they don't like celebrities, they tell them in England over here. It's like they adore them. Like tell you on the street? Yeah, they'll pretty much tell you on the street. 
There's some, uh, I mean, you can get some blowback here as well. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, on Twitter and comments. Sections. I'm not talking about Twitter. I'm talking about in real life. On Twitter, you know, people. So you're talking about people just walking up to you when you're at, yeah. at Boots or something? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've never had it because look at me. I mean, no one's going to start trouble with me in the street if anyone doesn't know what I look like. <laughs> right. Because you look like a, a killer. <laughs> you look like you could, there's no one who, who could kick your ass. Yeah. The, um, that's, have you ever witnessed that or been with someone when they're... I've heard about it. I've heard about comics getting, you know, guys coming up to people, coming up to them, giving them a bit of feedback. And, and when you're in a soap in England, from like a TV soap, uh, people think the characters are real. Well, that happens here also. Does it? Yeah, they're like, why, you, why are you yeah. breaking up with Brad? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Americans <laughs> probably believe it because no one knows what a reality show is anymore. Seriously? It's the difference between a reality show and a, I know, and a I scripted know. sitcom. I'm aware who's our president. I, it's, I didn't vote for him. He's doing a great job, though. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> You're here to... Um, are here you here to, to do one of his rallies? I'm, yeah, I'm here to support Trump, if anyone's out there. Do you think it would be harder for me, because I haven't been to UK since he was president, would it be harder for me... To get in? To just, no, to be like, would I take shit for being an American, or would they assume maybe, oh, he's a comic? I think a lot of your fans n probably... Well, they probably don't know your political viewpoint. But, but I think for you to come out and say you're a Trump supporter would be a revelation to them. Really? Yeah, I think it would be good if you actually <laughs> tested them. That would be interesting to go over there as a conservative yeah. comic. Do you have a lot of political comics in the UK? <sighs> not that many. I mean, it's not as big as it is over here, but yeah, we've got a few. But I suppose the biggest is just say John, Ol John Oliver. Okay, but he's not. He wasn't big in England. He got big out here, right? So, but he talks about American politics mainly, doesn't he? I know he does. I like John Oliver. Yeah, so he he came out years ago, didn't he? Yeah, he. I remember him before he was uh, John Oliver. John Oliver. Yeah. yeah, he was a different character at the time. Do you? Uh, so, where are you staying in New York? Do you don't have to tell me the address or anything. I'm staying in Soho. At a hotel? Yeah. Okay. At a hotel there for like two and a half weeks. And uh, the room is like, it's pretty much, you can stand in the same spot, take a shower, uh -huh. take a dump, change your clothes and brush your teeth all at the same spot. So it's a little boutique hotel. Yeah. But for three and a half thousand dollars for two and a half weeks, it's a bargain. <laughs> that is, you know? that's pretty cheap for you. What a bargain, you know? Did you ever think of Airbnb? I thought about it, but even that was expensive. Yeah. You know? Um it's just, uh, you know, this is, a, you go to the corner of my block and you can get a bottle of water for $4, which is like three pounds, uh -huh. which is just a bargain. I wish I came to this country earlier. In fact, when I did come earlier and years ago, uh -huh. it was two pounds. It was $1 to two pounds. So it was you can also, there's, there's places you can get a bottle of water for a dollar. Where's that then? Uh, like a lot of the uh, sort of outside stands kind yeah, of hot dogs. Yeah, I'm stuck in Soho. Yeah. I got trapped. So. Did you uh, did you do an extensive hotel search? Yeah, I got a travel agent to do it. Do you really? And I did look, but it, it seemed like that was the cheapest in the area, in the city. Mm -hmm. Unless I come out, I don't want to say where I am now. Yeah. Unless I come out here, I'm an, I guess you can hear the sirens, I'm not sure. This is, I know, that's one of the the most, uh, the trademarks of the Tarberry podcast is at some point. Sirens, gunshots. Yeah. And people just kind of, <laughs> Silence, sour gunshots, uh, sirens, or a cat meow occasionally. Um, did you come over here with anyone or just by yourself? I came on my own. Yeah? Yeah, I just came out here. Yeah, I thought I'd take a bit of time out, time out, do some gigs. I've got quite a few gigs lined up now. And 
and obviously this is the this is the biggest uh, <laughs> are you doing any other podcasts uh, i'm not doing any at the moment who else is there around here uh, around here i tried to get michael rapaport's podcast does he have a podcast i was on letterman with him once and his i think someone who i feel like i sh- i'm not going to accuse him but they give you a t-shirt you know <laughs> when you're on letterman and mine was missing and he had a bunch of people he took with your him. t-shirt well he had a bunch of people with him so i don't know that I could be wrong, so I'm not falsely accusing, but I do know it was missing, like a Letterman T-shirt. He took your Letterman T-shirt? I think either he did or maybe one of his f- friends who just like, oh, I'll just walk in there while he's in the bathroom. He's the gringo mandingo, isn't he? I don't know what that means. That's what he calls himself or something. Oh, really? Podcast. Yeah, what pretty... kind of, I don't know anything about his podcast. Uh, I Am Rappaport. It's oh, okay. I Am Rappaport, but he swears a lot in it. Obviously, there's no swearing on this podcast, is there? No, you can say it. Oh, you can say it? Yeah, you can say you can say whatever you want. This right? goes out after 9 o'clock in the evening, right? This is, yeah, this is uh, adult content. Oh. It's uh, well, very... When you tell me that at the beginning, I would have talk, spoke about everything <laughs> I've been getting up to out here. Would you talk about how a cunt is acceptable in the UK? I can't say that word on this podcast, I'm afraid. So, yeah, I mean, over there, it's just a normal word. It's like, a, it's a verb, isn't it? Yeah, it's it, it's a little more charged. Here. I haven't used it. I don't, I don't really use it much on stage, but I heard if you use it, you know... I, I suppose in New York's a bit different. I suppose if you go to the outskirts, they'll get offended and burn crosses and shit. Um, now, you, you sent me a link to a Guardian oh, yeah. article on you. And it sort of implied, uh, it was sort of saying, like, you may have seen this guy, but you might not have seen this yeah. guy. But he's also playing an arena. Yeah. Is that is that an accurate... Yeah, I think, well, basically, I don't really do that much TV. Uh-huh. Uh, I've done a few specials now. But uh, I don't do that much TV in England, so I think they're saying that he sells, I sell big numbers, but I'm not like a, a big TV act. Right. Which in England, most comics do TV before they do the, the stadiums and the big, you know, there aren't many comics that do stadiums, but like the arenas and, right. you know, like the big Apollo type venues. How did you, uh, why don't you do, do you not want to do more Have TV? Have you seen the TV in England? I've seen, uh, have seen I haven't seen a show? lot of those panel shows. No. Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's pretty much panel shows. Was it like, was it 10 Cats or something? Yeah, yeah, 10 Cats, that's still going, you know, stuff like that. It's pretty I kind of want to do one. I think I've seen clips of that one. That I've seems done like it it's once. difficult. You really got to talk for a while on that show, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I did it once in 2012. You talk for like three hours <laughs> and it gets cut down to 18 minutes. So it's well worth doing, you know. Um, but they pay a lot, don't they? No. No? No. Oh, I thought they paid. What's the other one, the big something show? Live at the Apollo. No, no, it's it's actually as big in the name. Uh, what, Mock the Week? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. My friend Chelsea Peretti did it once. Chelsea did it. There's, the, there's big, the big sketch, not the big sketch, the big talk the show. show. Yeah, I don't know. What? Um, did you do any TV when you were there last time? Well, I can tell you my TV story. I did. The f- one time I was there, I did the show they do at the comedy store oh live at the comedy store and it went very well yeah the next time they brought me back and um it went uh, it didn't go well it was uh what happened well they had me on last right uh, and there's like 16 acts right 16 acts doing pretty long sets if i remember 15 to 20 yeah, yeah. 20 minutes yeah and plus they get the audience there well Super ahead early, of time yeah. and I uh, 
I don't know why they put me on last minute because it did go well the first time, but maybe yeah. they're like, oh, he's going to, this guy's a. They must have thought you were a headliner at that point. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I am in, on some, I was on some levels, but maybe not after 15 comics from the UK in the UK. But, right. but I mean, Russell Kane was hosting yeah. and he, he kind of told them, and I know he didn't do this maliciously, he just kind of told them, oh, you're going to, um, you're going to know where this guy's from once he starts talking. And they had no idea where you're from. Well, no, then I think it just put them in their head, like, to listen to that. Mm-hmm. And then, and it was, uh, but what I did. That's would, bang out of order, man. That is bang <laughs> I, out I, of order. I don't, I think his heart was in the right place, but I don't, I don't think it made things easier. I think we should rip him apart. On this is podcast. he a friend of yours? Never seen the guy before in my life. No, seriously. No, I know him. I've met him. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah, he seemed like well, a nice guy. I, I don't know if he's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, he's okay. Um, he's, he's nice. Did you, uh, yeah, so I did that and then I, I, I bombed, but I, what I did was I, told the audience, I go, I'm, you know, this, I realize this isn't going well, but I'm going to play to the camera and pretend I'm doing well. Yeah. So that's what I did. And they I'll, can fix everything in a net. Right. I know an ex that I've done live with the Apollo and uh, died on the night, and they've been asked to re-record the set. I won't say the comic's name. Uh-huh. Re-record the set to an empty room. Oh, seriously? To the crew. And it's very difficult to obviously do your gags without, and where you put the pauses, but they've been forced to do the set, and they'll cut in... Wow. You can fix everything in an edit. I've never heard of that before. I mean, I, can't they just fix what he already recorded? Or is he like... Well, whoever... Does he know, look sad after each joke? Yeah, I think it's just... Uh, you can fix anything in an edit. Wow. We can fix this in the edit. Oh, believe me. This we is, can put the laughs in at the right this places. Is, uh, this is not going to be fixed anytime soon. <laughs> this is going to be... A, these are uncut, these, aren't they? They're uncut unless something, you know... Like real cocaine. Or if you... Uh, if you, like, slandered someone. I think I've slandered too many people already in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Who do you hang out with in the UK? I know some UK comics. Who do you hang out with? Uh, I don't really hang out with that many. The thing is, I don't really do the clubs anymore. No. So, it was, you know, when you were doing clubs, it's great because you, you tend to meet a lot of comics. But there's uh-huh. different club culture over there. It doesn't have the same prestige as the club circuit over here. And the club culture there is pretty much dying now the clubs are in trouble is that true like I think is, where america was in like what 20 years ago is jonglers is that still a thing or is it i think they're struggling at the moment yeah yeah that's that's my that's my cat uh and these are your new sofas this is a, yeah that's a sofa i've given up on now that the cat has joined my doing life a good job though, ripping yeah but she's cute so it's hard to uh it's hard to get mad at her look that's at a her. nice cat i know what kind of cat is this Oh, what is it called? It's my girlfriend's cat. I forgot. Oh, really? What. Yes. I, for, yeah. I always forget. What what, like a ragamuffin. It's a ragamuffin? Yes. It's a Jamaican cat. Yes. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's in a little it's a nice kitty reggae. How old is this cat? I think she's like seven, maybe. But I guess people can't see her on the podcast, so it's really... If we can put, maybe put this in. <laughs> I guess paint a picture. Well, she's kind of white. She's got some dark gray streaks. Mm, the, nice um, she is very nice. Thank you. How the, does it go for a walk around here? Um, you're looking at her going for a walk. Oh, this is going... Yeah, do you walk in... Do you walk... No, we don't take the cats out for walks <laughs> in England, but, it, you know, in England, uh, they just jump out the window and just go out. What kind of place do you have in England? Like, the, I read that you have... In the Guardian, it said he has a big garden. Oh, yeah, I've got a big... I don't live in the garden. I right. shed in the garden. But you have a house that has a garden? I've, I've got a house. Like an actual house? Yes. What, are, what, what section of London? That's in... It's like... I don't want to give away the area to an international audience but okay it's um it's like 10 12 minutes on the tube which is the subway to 
Baker Street. So is it a separate house or is it like a row it's like house? like a semi-detached, yeah. It's like two houses, so it's a semi-detached house, they call it. What does that mean, semi? Like there's another like, house next to you? Yeah, so there's two houses, then there's a division, then there's two. There's a separation, then there's two houses. So it's like a four-bedroom house down there. Damn. Just me in it. Seriously? Yeah. Isn't London like the most expensive city to live in in the world? I think maybe? so, yeah. I think it's, uh, yeah, probably. How long have you had the house? I got that one in December. Ah, fresh. Yeah, then I had a two-bedroom apartment in North London before, which I've still got, but I just gave it to some tenants. Do you, um, have you ever thought, do you ever thought of sort of, uh, I know you're over here in the States, but are you trying to work over here, like do gigs or get famous over here? do gigs, and then, um, well, once the tour starts, I'm going to be doing UK, about 107 shows so far on the tour, and then Australia in April, so that extends to Australia, same tour, and then come back and finish the UK tour, and then come back here. Now, will the first show and the 105th show be identical, do you think, or do you... Hopefully, word for word. Seriously? I don't know if I'll be able to. I'm just wondering, like, because I've never scheduled that many shows ahead of time. Well, I do a lot of, um, you know, obviously there's a script that the, 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 has a kind of a theme, but um, I do a lot of improvisation in the show as well. So that, You mean crowd work? Yeah, pretty okay. much. Uh, a lot of people come to my shows for that. So okay. I was getting trolled a lot. So a few years ago, I was getting a lot of trolls and uh, on Facebook and, you know, all kinds of platforms. And then what I used to do was film them on my Snapchat. Oh. And expose them, but film their profiles. So if they'd rinse me about something, I would destroy them about something. So I'd treat them like a heckler. Uh-huh. And that, I made about 10, 12 videos of those, and they, I must have done about 10 million views. And then that, off the back of that, I started doing big tours. And then I sold out three nights at the Apollo, plus a fourth at Brixton Academy and another 97 shows around. Based on Snapchat videos? And well, then I would upload them onto Facebook. And, the, and then that's what got the views. So that's like your big turning point in your career? is. I think so, pretty much, yeah, all my online stuff. But does that, um, I mean, does that now encourage? That's the problem. So sometimes people are turning up, heckling me, thinking right. this is like the, a roast. He likes this. Yeah, he's, he's going to roast us. So they, they want you to roast them sometimes, which is obviously uh-huh. gets quite irritating if you've got a show to perform. So. Did you see my crowd work special? Yeah. Okay. Great. Because I had the tamest, except for one audience. There oh, it was, uh, yeah, it was great, man. Do people in the UK talk about that special? A lot of, a lot of people talk about your specials. <laughs> I mean, you're a, you're a legend amongst legends in England. <laughs> you know, uh, it's so obnoxious to make this about me. But anyway, it is my podcast. It is your podcast, and I'm not, I'm not going uh, to lie to you. I'm curious about this. So how do they know? I always wonder like, how people know, like, all right, these guys' videos are doing real well. Let's book them at a 3,000 seat place. So I don't just they, take I, a chance? Or? <laughs> I don't think they even saw those videos. I think if they saw those videos, I think they just put the shows on. Most of my short shows sold out without any PR. So wow. the shows went on sale. It was announced and they would sell out in towns. I think a good, another part about it is if you're not seen doing everything on TV, the only place they can see you is live. Yeah. So um, That is the downside to having a special, I think. It's like, yeah, but then you burn that special. Right. So, you know... Once, once you, you do a special, you burn the material, and you've got a new special, so... I don't want to burn it, though. That's my You want to keep it? I want to keep it. How long are you going to keep it for? How long is it? No, I mean, I, I... For the most... I don't know. What I'll, i got a special coming out. I don't know when, but... It's hard. Like, I don't necessarily have, like, the brand new hour ready when the mm. old special comes out, but... Then you've got to write it for, like, a year. 
Yeah. So you guys have a different way of doing it over there with your Edinburgh. Edinburgh is slightly different because you're only doing an hour. Yeah. So unless you're lucky if people do 50, 55 because of the turnaround time. So they write that pretty much in September. So obviously Edinburgh is August. Uh-huh. The whole month, if you do the whole run. Right. Last time I did a two-week run, which is much easier. That's what I did last time. Did you? Yeah. It's much, much better, actually. Yeah. I, for the one, a month is a grind. I mean, a month is a grind if you're not. Like, maybe if I was really famous and packing mm-hmm. them in for a month, I'd be like, oh, this is a nice little place. Where were you playing? First time in 2004 or 2003, I can't remember, I played the assembly room. Oh, yeah, I was there as well. I and think the, I, and uh, that was rough. That was a rough month. Didn't like it. Uh, I, yeah, I didn't. I had like a midnight slot, and that's it was tough. like the best of the fest was in like the next room. Oh, that's like, noisy. Like, which show are you going to pick in that scenario? That's but then rough. when I came back in 2010, I did the stand, one of the stands. Oh, that's good, yeah. And Different like, to the American stand, isn't it? Right. I thought yeah. they were the same club. No. I'm playing the stand this week, actually. Are you really? Yeah. What's yeah, it's like? a nice club. Nice. It? It's very small, super low stage, intimate. Yeah, I think you'll... You'll be fine there. <laughs> the um, I did Caroline's as well. Uh, How'd that go? I did that back in '01. I came here years ago, and Caroline's and, and uh, the comic strip with Lucian. Oh wow! You he know he passed be... away, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Know, if someone told me before I got on that flight, it would have been, it would have been easier. What do you mean? I turned up at the club and asked for him. Oh really? No, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I didn't. Know that. The uh, so are you doing Edinburgh on this tour? Not on this tour, no. No, I thought I'll come to New York instead. I'll be just I thought I read that you were doing Edinburgh. Probably a typo. Okay. I think everyone thinks I'm doing everything. So these 107 gigs, how, how far ahead are they booked? Until next April. Really? So April yeah. of 2018? 18, yeah. Um, so so that's, uh, that's like almost a year away, right? Yeah. So the whole year. Yeah, because I saw Jimmy Carr's tour dates and he's is that's just the way you guys do it over there huh I, I don't think so really it's not that there's only like say 10 15 comics that do it that way i think 10 i think i'm in the top 10 of the uk top selling acts uh-huh. so i think the jimmy obviously jimmy's does a lot of tv so he does a he does big venues but he doesn't do arenas that's probably his choice i think because he could probably easily do them that's true he i think he told me that he he likes to keep it relatively small. Yeah. And they're, they're more in, you know, I, I enjoy doing small rooms as much as I enjoy doing big, but it's a different type of performance in right. a big room. When you go above, say, 3,000, that's when it becomes more performance-driven. So, right. Is it, do you still do the crowd banter with the... Yeah, you still do it, but then I think once you go over 5,000 is when you need the screens. Okay. So once you need the screens then the, the intimacy of the banter with the front row changes a little bit. Do you, um, do you get nervous at all playing a big room? Um, pretty much the same. Really? Yeah, pretty much the same. Um, yeah, but obviously when there's so many people that have come to you in one room, you know, but even when 500 people or 200, or even when I do previews to 80 people, that's where I write the show. So in England, when we write the show, I just do the clubs for a while, uh-huh. get the bits together, then I start doing previews, and there's like 80 people to 100 there, sometimes 50 to 100. That's when you put the show together. Right. So then it ended up being about two hours, then I'm trying to chisel that down to like an hour and a half. That's a long time, an hour and a half. It's a long time, yeah, but 
I think that's quite normal in England. Right. Are there any comics who do just like an hour or? In Edinburgh, you do an hour. But yeah. I th- they may well be and have a support do the first half. But I think that's a model over here that Carlin started, wasn't it? An hour a year when he did his HBO specials. Right, right. And then obviously Louis. Louis stole that idea. Your friend. Joking. Good friend of yours, isn't it? Louis is a good friend of mine, yeah. I haven't seen him in a while. I do a routine about him in the show, actually. Do you really? Yeah. What's your routine? Uh, I talk. I met him at Soho Theatre actually uh-huh. one, uh, a few years ago, and, and some people came up to him and wanted a picture. Uh-huh. He doesn't take pictures with right. his fans, so I do a whole story about my fans wanting a picture, and I'm saying I don't take pictures with my fans. But do you take pictures? I do actually, but this is the whole routine. I'm not going to give away. No, that. I don't do the routine. I don't want you to. Know I mean, that'd be <laughs> weird. I'm going to step away. You go. Just do this routine, okay? Yeah, I'll just let me do five minutes from my new show. Do you get recognized a lot? Uh, what in America or in England? In England. Yeah, in England, probably a little bit on the streets, yeah. And now when I move into this new house, people have started stopping outside my house. Seriously? Yeah. You have security? I haven't got... I need I need what you've got here, which is like a... Yeah, I have a... You've got a doorman. Yeah, I have a doorman. I have to go through... Eight bodyguards. Yeah, to get through this door. Metal detectors. Do you you have alarm? And then when I saw you, you were stroking a cat. It was like being in the Bond film, isn't it? (laughs) Do you um, you have have alarms? You got an alarm system set up? Well, I'm not at home at the moment, so maybe I shouldn't talk about the security right. okay. system in my house. Yeah, I got a, my friend there with his gun. Okay. I, I left the door open. Are you checking your text? No, you can do that. No. The, um, do you, now, these, these uh, Facebook posts you responded to, so you would read it and expose the person's name and everything? I would expose them. I'd film their profiles. I would rip them a new arsehole, basically. What a God, I, would, I should have seen some. I should have looked oh, at some of these. There's, there's loads. Of, I haven't done them for a while, actually. Um, they're all over Facebook. Um, and and Twitter, I stick them on Twitter sometimes. YouTube. What was their angle like? Oh, what they, were they mad at? Were they racist or were they? Yeah, everything. And I, I and it's in the new tour actually, I read out a lot of the feedback I get from from fans. Well, fans in inverted commas here, but yeah, they would it'd be racist, homophobic, uh, uh, all kinds of abuse. I'm not gay, but there would be homophobic abuse. What you did was homophobic, saying announcing you're not gay. I'm joking. Yeah, <laughs> now that's homophobic, isn't it? I'm non-binary anyway, so are you? I don't okay. Be... Um, now you've done some. Haven't you taken some heat from some of your jokes? Yeah, yeah, I've taken a lot of heat for my jokes. Let's hear some heat. That's, you can. That's the thing about this. Is, <laughs> I've had I've had uh, everything thrown at me, all kinds of accusations. The worst is when critics take your jokes out of context. I think that's the worst part. Or they put, they put in the, the, the build-up and the punchline diminishes all responsibility for any offense. Right. But they'll just stick in the, the Just build the setup? Up. They'll stick in the setup. Like one of my setups is I don't believe in gay, in, in gay marriage. Right. And then there's a, there's a payoff to that joke. Which, right, which reveals which the retracts. But then you'll see a critic put, put up, he jokes about gays. Yeah, taking, that'd be a lazy, a lazy yeah. writer. Did um, do you read all reviews? Pretty much, uh, yeah. I'm gonna. I, I, I try. I try not to. I mean, in Edinburgh, they say a lot of comics don't, and they say they read them at the end of the run. Yeah, but it's hard not to, isn't it? It. I was not able to. You didn't read yours. No, I was not able to not not read, read them. Yeah, I was just. I mean, I would. Uh, first, that first year, I was really sweating because I I wasn't used to that. Like yeah. here, over here, you're not. Oh, you don't get, like, criticism every day, do you? No, you don't have, like... I mean, you do a show in Soho Theatre, and it's like, the guy from The Times is here. It's like, yeah. why? But... Oh, they're examining you with a... F- 
you know, with yeah, and it's worse in Edinburgh because I mean, at least if you do Soho, it's people who are sort of knowledgeable of comedy. Yeah, in 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 Edinburgh, it's like students, right? It's students are like, yeah, this three weeks, and it's like they're nineteen-year-old kids sometimes reviewing comedy, right? And then, uh, you know, they've never even seen Hicks before, or yeah, and they just like they people just go, hey, uh, you you write about sports, you want to mm. review some shows? Yeah, I can do that. Sometimes it's just summer summer break for them. Yeah. But, so what about, so you read, you do read all the reviews, yeah, I, Yeah, I mean, I try not to, I probably don't read all of them, the, the big ones, you know, sometimes it's hard not to, yeah. um, but we'll just skim through them. Have you, uh, have you ever had a reviewer make a good point where you're like, ooh, that, that's actually uh, legit criticism? I don't <laughs> think you should be, t- taking good criticism is the same as taking bad criticism, isn't it? What do you mean? It's like when you get a bad review and then you get a good review, you can't. You know, if you start believing what they write about you. But, I mean, have you ever, have they ever said, he said this, and maybe... And have I changed my act? Yeah. It's a tough question. Um, no. I've just carried on doing what I think is funny. Otherwise, I think they'd be doing it. Right. If they knew how to do it, they'd be sitting on the Todd Barry podcast. That's true. Them. They're not here. They're not here right now, so... Um, I got pretty good reviews. Edinburgh, first year I did, but for the, since UK and the in London, I get pretty good reviews. Yeah, well, but I'm always you. nervous about them. Still, they love you out there, man. A massive. I mean, once this gets out, I told you <laughs> this is going to change everything. I'll be playing Wembley Arena after this. Where um, it was booked anyway. But when's your tour start? Because we have to. I have to wrap this up. Sep- oh man, September the first. I'm not sure. Changing, I have an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> Who's coming in here after that? What? No, I don't. I don't have like. Oh, I've done getting, two in one day, like one time. I knew. I, I got. I thought I was getting bumped, like a lot oh, of you no, guys no, do in America. No, no. In the you clubs, got, you get bumped because you got lost. <laughs> yeah, you I get bumped lost. on TV as well. Do you? Oh yeah, yeah. you get. That's a weird culture, and in, in England, it doesn't really happen. You don't get bumped. I saw it the other day. Like two big comics turned up at the cellar. Oh, not even. I, I'm talking about on TV. That can happen. Oh, I heard about this, like on Letterman. Yeah, Madonna like, turns up and she just carries on talking. Right. He like said, if I carry on talking, the next person has. To get, I'm not famous enough. Right. He'll cut you off. He'll go. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. Um, like, like I'm getting cut short. Obviously, I was late in the first place. You were late. You got a little lost on the bike. Um, and I've got to get on the bike now and find out where my hotel is. I could tell you once we're done here, and it'll be easy. Really? Yeah, you're close. Am I close now? Yeah, you are close. You're probably 10-minute bike ride, this maybe. How many thousand miles from England? What do you mean? I'm what, 80,000 miles from... Well, I, I'm, I'm how lost. far is England from here? From here? I don't know. Is it like 4,000 miles? 4,000. I don't know. How's your frequent flyer thing going? What are you, British Airways? Yeah, I've got a deal. You got a deal? Got what does that mean? I've got some friends and family in, in some airways that get me in. I'll get you free flights? Not free, but, you know... Not, not much money. But you don't get your miles that day. That's, you don't get miles that way. You just save $10,000 a flight. Yeah. I'd rather get the miles. Do you fly up front? When you say up front? Oh, in first class? Yeah. A business. Business? Yeah. Which airline? Am I allowed to say? <laughs> yeah. Different ones, really. Like, you got friends in all those airlines? Yeah. Like, I'll find people. Oh, you look for them? I look for oh, people, and then I'll just give them a free ticket to a gig. I need a hookup like that. Tickets, I mean, I ask for free shit, and I get it sometimes. <laughs> but <laughs> My tickets are going on the black market in England for £350. Really? Yeah, so it's hard to get tickets to this tour in England. So so someone gets you like a $10,000 ticket on British Airways. Yeah. You, for, give, a, you give them some, a slot get, on your guest list. And they get to meet me. 
Oh, they do. You do the meet full meet. I'll, and greet. Say, I'll say hello to them. Do you do the? Do they do the meet and greet thing over there? I did on the last tour actually, uh, I, but the problem was the venues were getting quite big, uh-huh. so I was sometimes in the foyer longer than I was actually in the show for. Right. So you do, you're out there for an hour and a half sometimes. Do they have the thing like they have here, where it's like a VIP package and they pay extra and that they go? They, they don't pay. have that yet actually in England. You know, I think if we paid more, to it looks s- a little greedy, right? Yeah, I think there's a thing about that in England where you can't then charge them to see you afterwards. Uh, but it's a good idea. It is a good idea. I, who does I, that over here? I think uh, who does that? I think Jim Gaffigan might do. Really? It. He might. I shouldn't say that he does. I feel like. So how much are tickets for this meet and greet? And what does he do? Just say hello in picture, selfie. Yeah, I, if I'm Jim, if I'm wrong about that, I apologize. But I feel like does I, he listen to this podcast? I, I, <laughs> I think he's busy. But uh, I think he's coming to England, isn't he? Is he? I think so. Yeah. He he works hard. That guy. Does he? Yeah, he's like the our version of you. Really? Yeah, he's constantly on tour. I'm, he's I'm, got five kids. I haven't got five kids. Right. I'm a single man. Like, well, I don't know. You're not a single man, are you? No, I have a girlfriend. Let me see. I'm looking at my list. I made a list of. Uh, this is a good list. Yeah, I know. It just says meet question mark NYC question mark Guardian Wembley, fame in the U.S. Do you ever get recognized in the U.S.? I've been recognized here a few times, but I think they've been British people. Right. So, you know, a lot of people are out. This is peak season, isn't it, for holidays? And, and now, you know, I, I get asked for a few selfies. Um, but, yeah, it's different fame out here, isn't it? You can't walk the streets if you're famous in America. In New York, you can. Can you? Yeah. You've got to move in armored vehicles and security guards and shit. No, I mean, people, I mean, I get it a little bit, but I don't, I don't get it. Like, you get it. I don't get it like super famous. But in London, you got it a lot, didn't you? Uh, I got recognized by an American person in London. Really? Yeah. He asked, he asked for a picture. I gave him a picture. Then I, I was being like, hey, I'm doing a show. He's like, guest list? I was like, oh, okay. So you a free because ticket? you asked, I'd, I'm not going to. You gave him a free ticket? I did. No, I oh, said, I didn't can't. like, it was pushy. No, you can't do that. It's like, I just gave you a picture and blocked the entrance to this coffee shop. Yeah, you can't. You can't give away free tickets like that. Yeah, and you don't need to. Not me, man. I need. But you, you, you've been on. You're on big shows in England as well. Um, I don't know. It's big. In oh yeah, is Louis big in England? Pretty much, yeah. I think it's. Uh, yeah, it's very well. Yeah, he sells. He sells arenas in England. Yeah, I know. So, and you're on that show. I know, and so, I. Often, I should smell like half. I should. Spell, I should play like half size places. Yeah, you should be doing five thousand in England. Easy. Who's your promoter out there? I don't have one. This is the problem. <laughs> I think I need to promote you in England, man. All right. I'll take uh, you on the road. Let's in do it. When's your tour start? September 1st. And your website? <laughs> PaulChowdry.com. PaulChowdry.com. Yes. And same with your Twitter? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I think um, if, yeah, if you want to come out from America to England or wait for me to bring the tour. But yeah. I have, I have, is your tour already sold out? Yeah. Okay. So, so I think there's some tickets. I think so I don't, a few Why are you here then? I'm joking. Yeah, I'm here. To, this is actually probably going to sell out the remaining few. If can, this can kind of kind of tie the loose ends and just you know sell that last 500 tickets in yeah, uh, if this, if, Nottingham. If, if yeah, if this sells out in Tewkesbury or, <laughs> or or you know Devon or the depths of Manchester or Inverness, Inverness isn't selling that well. I think. Which well, is for that reason Scotland. alone. It's good that Inverness, we're going to hit that date extra hard. Yeah. Inverness, UK, go see Paul Chowdhury. (laughs) Thanks for being here, man. Thanks, man. I'll see you guys later.
Radio. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub. Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.